You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chair, Captain Chris Lee. My guest today is Grievance Committee Chair, Captain Chris Wood. Thanks for coming, Chris. Glad to be here. Can you talk some to the pilots about the grievance process in general? Sure. Um, There's a podcast that's already out there that describes this in greater detail, uh, but the Grievance Committee covers essentially two areas that's primary to the pilots. One is a disciplinary track, and the other one would be the administrative track. What I'm here to talk about today has to do with our administrative role and a recent grievance that we filed and came to a resolution with the company. Well, let's walk through the administrative process, um, just so pilots are aware of how that works. Sure. Uh, Basically, administrative grievances are covered uh, by the CBA in Section 20 and Sections 21. Uh, Section 21 primarily covers the arbitration process, and that's kind of the end game. Um, But everything else is covered under Section 20. Uh, Preferably, uh, we have uh, the DART system that creates a database for us to go back and reference if we need it, but that's the primary uh, input to the grievance process. Once contract enforcement has looked at the DART and we think something is wrong, the next thing would be for CE to send a case over to the company and get a response uh, from them as to what the issue may be or what their reasoning was for a violation or something along those lines. Once we get that answer back from the company, then we sit down as a committee with contract enforcement and representation. And if it's something that we believe is a contract violation, then that's when Section 20 comes into play and we file that grievance. That officially goes to the Vice President of Flight Operations along with a long list of other personalities at the company, most notably those in labor relations. Uh, Per Section 20, a hearing is set up with the company. Once the hearing is completed and closed, the company issues their decision letter. We then get uh, together again to analyze the decision letter and determine if that issue is something that we need to take all the way to an arbitration. And again, that's Section 21. Officially, it's called the FedEx Express Pilot System Board of Adjustment. We usually just call that the system board, the board, or just arbitration. That's the first time that we get a true and fair look at the issue, uh, unfortunately, is before the arbitrator. Um, When we take the case to arbitration and the arbitrator renders their decision, um, that uh, decision is binding. As to the board itself, we have three people on the board. Um, We have a, a representative from ALPA, a representative from FedEx, and then the arbitrator is the third person on that board, and they basically break the tie, if you will, and render the decision. And like I said earlier, that decision is binding. So that's kind of the full administrative process in a nutshell. There's a lot of details and timelines that go in between these. Uh, Just to look at this grievance uh, that we're going to talk about today, uh, you can see that the wheels of justice do turn slow. Well, so it's important that pilots understand that this process does take some time. That's correct. There are delays, and they happen at every step of the process. Um, and they start going all the way back to when contract enforcement sends a case over to contract admin. Sometimes we don't get an answer just on uh, what they did and the, or the reasoning behind it. And that answer can sometimes take weeks. It's taken as long as months uh, with us prodding them along to get an answer from them. Sometimes we just uh, end up filing a grievance without an answer. And usually we get an answer or response pretty quickly after that grievance is filed. And we, uh, in a couple of occasions, we've gotten the answer back magically, and it was in the pilot's favor, so we got what we needed for the pilot, and we withdrew the grievance. Um, So in that case, it worked quickly. But unfortunately, it's like getting the proverbial blood from a turnip sometimes to get an answer uh, or the company communicating with us. And there's no contract stipulation that directs the company of how soon they need to answer or respond? 
Um, at the contract enforcement level, when they're back and forth with contract admin of the company, there is no CBA language that covers the timeline of when they have to answer. So that's delay tactic number one is to delay that process as long as possible on some of these issues. Well, let's talk to the pilots now about your most recent grievance settlement. Okay, that grievance was uh, 22-08, and it had to do with pilots getting TADs for approved SIMs uh, to maintain their currency, and those SIMs obviously being out of base. Well, Chris, talk to the pilots about what this settlement covers. Okay, this settlement covers a pilot approved for the SIM, an LCT SIM or a currency SIM, away from base, whether it's paid or unpaid, and whether the pilot will be receiving Section 11 E1G CBA benefits associated with that SIM. The training footprint, or what some pilots refer to as a TAD, is the uh, actual training activity display. All right, let's step back some and talk about why was the grievance filed. Okay, that's a good idea. Uh, The company in the past had built these TADs for approved SIMs for pilots maintaining their currency. Uh, The company arbitrarily decided in early 2022 that it was not uh, going to build any more TADs for LCT SIMs away from base. We felt that LCT events should be treated just like any other training event. Who knows why or for what reason, uh, maybe it was somebody in a cubicle over at the company started looking at dollar signs and said, we've got too much money going out the door for this. Once we started getting the darts in early 2022, we filed a case with the company and then we got their answer. Their answer was Section 11E1G covers training, and getting a SIM for maintaining currency is not training. So the pilots had the SIM approved, but they had to get down to Memphis and back on their own nickel. So we filed a grievance in July of 2022, alleging basically a violation of 11E1G. And like I spoke about earlier, the wheels of justice turned slow. The company denied the grievance in April 2023. And we got this settlement agreement achieved the same week that we were scheduled to go before an arbitrator in August. Uh, We had a couple of proposals back and forth with the company and what we ended up with uh, and what we ended up signing. uh, What we present to the pilots now is a good resolution that benefits the pilots, I believe. And basically, uh, it provides a formula uh, in black and white and lays it out uh, how the pilots will get uh, their TADs. All right, so just to be clear, this grievance does not cover whether the pilot's approved for the SIM. That's correct. Uh, That still uh, rests with the fleet captain, and they are the approval authority for the SIM. Once that SIM is approved, um, then the TAD language that we have here comes into play. And another point is this grievance settlement does not have anything to do with whether the pilot gets paid for the SIM. Uh, That's correct. Uh, That issue was covered in grievance 1713 and was part of the rejected TA language in section 4. All right, well, where can pilots go to find out information about the grievance? The grievance is on the MEC website, so you can go to the grievance page uh, or tab on the uh, FedEx MEC homepage and uh, type in grievance 2208. You can look at the grievance itself. The settlement agreement is out there as well. Uh, There's a column out there that kind of explains it. Um, There's a a couple of uh, issues that we put out in the uh, positive rate to explain it as well. Uh, But it's a very short and sweet settlement agreement, but there's a lot in that paragraph. Well, let's talk about what the committee was able to achieve for the pilots in this grievance looking backward. Okay. As for looking back, uh, we didn't get the full enchilada. Uh, What we did achieve for pilots who were denied the TAD was three days of per diem and out-of-pocket expenses for documented airfare, ground transportation, and hotels. There's an insight category for those. So if you'll go uh, on the insight page and select the grievance 22-08 settlement 
uh, tab or category. Um, it, it will provide you with a form to fill out and also to upload your receipts. It's important to note that receipts must be submitted to the company by November 21st, 2023 for reimbursement. So don't wait. Go ahead and uh, get on that if you can. I should also state that uh, per diem payment, uh, they should have appeared on your August 31, uh, 2023 paycheck and will be reflected under the other section on the payroll recaps. Uh, so look uh, for that if you had that coming in. Uh, that's when it started. Chris, we'll talk to the pilots about how this grievance works moving forward. So going forward, all pilots who are approved for the SIM away from base for maintaining currency are guaranteed off-site training benefits for their first use of the SIM. Pilots who are approved for off-site LCTs more than once during a 90-day period will either receive the same benefits at the discretion of their fleet captain upon consideration of proactive efforts made to maintain currency or will be permitted to use our deviation bank for travel to and from the simulator location. And your committee gets a lot of the information from pilots sending in darts. So talk to the pilots about how important it is for them to continue sending in these darts. Yeah, when it comes to administrative grievances uh, or filing anything with a company, we don't know what we don't know. So the information comes from the pilots. Uh, the DART system is crucial. Uh, that DART system provides us with a database that we can go and word search so we can bring a lot of issues under one umbrella if we need to. Um, even if it comes, uh, if someone calls in and talks to contract enforcement or they send an email, we always ask them to go and fill out a DART as well. Uh, but that's how we get alerted to the situation, and that information from the crews is crucial. Well, since we've got you here, is there anything else you'd like to talk to the pilots about? Yeah, Chris, what I want to do now is kind of pivot um, kind of to my disciplinary side and make a pitch for a completely different committee, uh, and that committee being the Pro Stands Committee. I do see uh, a great deal of cross-talk or bleed-over, if you will, between what happens on the pro-stand side and what happens on our disciplinary side. And I, my plea is if you have a problem with your captain, you have a conflict with your FO, something uh, that takes place in the cockpit, safety aside, just a personality conflict or whatever, please think about contacting pro-stands. They're trained for this. They're trained for conflict resolution. This is essentially keeping it in-house. And sometimes we're harder on our own than management may be, but management needs to be the last call, not the first call. And we have somebody that you can call. You can call your pro stands committee if you have that issue with that crew member and let them try and work it out. The chairman of that committee, their direct tie-in to management is the system chief pilot. So that's how important and how high up that committee is. So it's just a plea to the crews to think about calling pro stands before you call management with any kind of issues with another crew member. Sometimes there is bleed over between our two committees, and it would be great to have them brought into the uh, situation first. And these situations don't have to just occur in the cockpit. They can be also during layovers or anything like that. Absolutely. Anytime that you interact with other crew members from FedEx. Chris, can you remind pilots how to get in touch with the professional standards? Yeah, you can call 866-FDX-ALPA during office hours, and they will route you to someone from that committee. If it's after hours, if you stay on the line, the prompts will get you to someone from that committee. So, again, can't stress enough, this is uh, taking care of our own and giving uh, your fellow pilots a chance to handle conflict. Well, Chris, thanks so much for coming, and thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please go to our website, fdx.alpa.org, and utilize the DART link. And as always, be safe out there, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>